to the white bikini today is sunday november 5th 2023 joining me today is my co-host nicholas banting welcome back nicholas thank you marie it's good to be back we've been on a bit of a hiatus i think our last show was the end of summer and of course i immediately want to welcome you back and acknowledge uh the great loss of your beautiful mother claire thank you thank you very much it's very sweet of you to say those words she will be missed I will miss her homemade soup, her chicken and rice, and her salad, and the dressing that I still buy because she introduced me to it. (laughs) She is world famous for her uh, culinary skills. Amen. I got fat on all of her food and she loved it. You doing okay? Getting by. I'm here. I'm ready to do this thing. Today's podcast, of course, is in honor of your mother's memory. Thank you very much. Let's get into it. Will and Jada are a big mess. Mess, mess, mess. Today... And I've really been looking forward to speaking to you about this. I didn't even really have to research too much. It's Will and Jada. What is going on with them? You know, so because of the circumstances surrounding my mom's passing, like I feel like I've been cut off from a lot of cultural goings on, if you will. So I honestly don't know. I mean, aside from the war going on in Palestine, I can't really tell you like any major current events that are that's happening in the world. So bring us up to speed. Tell us what you know. What I know is these are two people in their mid 50s that are a hot mess and we can end the podcast here. Goodbye. But we won't. So continue. I thought well, first, Will and Jada have been married for over, about 25 years now. Mm-hmm. There's so many layers to this story that obviously they married in 1997 They have been married for a long time. They do have two children, but you and I can agree prior to the outburst with Chris Rock at the Oscars that they all, Will and Jada always seemed a little off. Their relationship seemed, I would use the word strained. There was something, some people might even say inauthentic as there were um, illusions or suggestions of infidelity. But yes, something was off about them. And I think for me, it's kind of, I I guess the Oscar, when Will Smith punched Chris Rock in the face at the Oscars, that was their pandemic. Okay. That that was what I think pushed them over the edge. As as we've said, they've been married since 1997. Mm -hmm. They have three children, three children, Jaden and Willow Smith, as well as Smith's oldest child, Trey, from his first marriage to Cherie Zampino. And his first wife always seemed relieved to be rid of him, to be honest. And now I can understand why. And tell us why. I think <laughs> I think Will and Jada are two narcissistic people. And I think they had a deal that Jada would carry Will in the early years of the marriage. But I don't think that Jada's career ever took off to the way that Will's did. And I think she began to get more and more resentful instead of saying in a more gracious place. Is that fair? 
And I suppose if you're a narcissist, that is probably one of the most toxic realities that you can be forced to deal with. And then when she came out in the last few weeks saying they have been separated since 2016. What does I that was mean, li- by the way? Are, does it mean that they are? it's an open relationship? They were having no intimate contact? What, what does that? I don't know what that means. Well, for me, what it means is uh, now this might be getting um, too in the weeds, but Jada did have on Facebook a Red Table Talk, and she did have Will Smith on the Red Table Talk a few years ago prior to the Chris Rock eruption at the Oscars. And she did say that she did have an affair with her son's friend Mm -hmm. and that her and Will kind of did reconcile after that. But in all reality, they have been separated for six Uh, since 2016, which is almost eight years ago. So I guess they are dating other people and she decided to date her son's best friend, which I don't know why you would jump into that pool first, but here we are. Mm -hmm. In terms of Will, I'm not really sure. And I'm a big Will Smith fan. Um, You know, you and I have spoken uh, prior over the last few years about uh, trauma and issues. And I think these two people are also have a lot of trauma in their childhoods. I definitely know Jada Pinkett did. So I, I think they just kind of came to this point that it was a tidal wave they couldn't get out of. Is that fair? Yes. So why are they still together on paper, do you think? Oh, money. Will Smith would have to probably pay her half. Ah, uh, uh, which makes a lot of sense. And honestly, how much money does Will Smith really... Well, the problem is now he should have divorced her previously because now he's not going to make that money back. He is not working. Yeah, I think I think that slap really hurt his career. And, you know, I understand that perspectives are divided on what happened that night. Some people believe that the only way to deal with that kind of harassment from a bully... Um, and, and, you know, from from their perspective, Chris Rock was being a bully and being just completely inappropriate was that kind of reaction. But I think Hollywood has, dis- has made up its mind and made up its own determination on Will Smith and that Will Smith is currently persona non grata. He's just not welcome at the table. And I, I think the behavior he's being punished for that for his behavior that night and then on top of it to find out that chris rock asked jada out when he thought that they were getting divorced is embarrassing yes and and i knew i intuitively knew uh that slap i shouldn't say no i intuitively felt that slap came from something deep to do what will smith did that night simply because your wife was getting um roasted by a comedian it seemed a bit excessive and it ju- it just felt it was coming from a place of deep hurt deep injury deep pain but i didn't know all the details that you just revealed and, and it, i just think it's messy i think i think for will smith and maybe jada and i also how can i say this i think people who come from marital backgrounds that have been chaotic at best I think they always have these intentions to stay married no matter what. And everyone knows, well, not everyone, my feelings about marriage are very different from most traditional people. If it ain't working, tap out. Right, right. I think think they just hung in there and hung in there and hung in there till she finally did what I think she has always wanted to do. And I thought this from 1997, she has destroyed Will Smith. Well, that's a powerful statement. You got to back that up. What does that mean? 
I just think with her, and did I, I don't know, I know that you have a lot going on. Do you have a chance to read the article from the Washington Post that I sent you that everyone is turning on Jada now? No, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to say it. But why? Give, uh, give us a little, give us brief synopsis to our uh, beautiful audience. Don't sleep with your son's best friend. Right. I, I mean, yes, that that was a tacky move, and and perhaps I'm being a bit generous there. But does that mean that she should be pilloried? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a hundred percent. The guy was like 28 years old. He's your son's best friend. It's embarrassing. But on the other hand. Can I play both sides now? Go for it. Are we being misogynist against Jada? Just That's because kind of my yeah, my, I know, my, my, I am. Yeah, I just it seems a bit excessive. Yes, it was definitely a bad move. A very like in the in the realm of uh, good life choices, this was far from that. But I I think I mean Hollywood has been willing to forgive a lot. There have been men who have been behaving badly for a long time. She didn't do anything illegal. This wasn't a child. This was a 28-year-old man. It's a bit distasteful. I think even she would admit that it was a poor choice. But is that enough to to destroy? I mean, look at Rob Lowe apparently had, you know, and sexual relationship with an underage with a child. And okay, Rob well, Lowe well, 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 let's back up. Well, Rob Lowe was like 21. Yes, she was 16. I'm not excusing that. Right. But you're talking about a woman in her 50s that's sleeping with a 20-year-old. I don't, I maybe I'm, I'm crazy. I'm not seeing the difference. I'm not seeing the difference. Like one is, could, I don't know what, what state it happened, so it may or may not be a statutory crime. But you have a 21-year-old adult man having a sexual relationship with a child. Um, and Rob Lowe is able to come back from that. Yes, it hurt his career. It took a long time to recover, but he was welcomed back into the fold in Hollywood. Jada Pinkett made a really, really bad decision to have a consensual sexual relationship with an adult. That adult happened to be the best friend of her son, other than being distasteful and an example of poor life choices, I, I just see the Rob Lowe situation as profoundly worse. I don't because Rob Lowe at the age he was at wasn't in my mind a fully formed adult. Okay. Jada Pinkett was easily late 40s, early 50s. The cognitive maturity should be much different. Well, and I think from a, if we're going that route, if we're going developmentally speaking, um, I think you're right. I, I, I can see that point. I, I, however, I think I think the punishment seems a bit harsh. We're talking about Hollywood. It's an industry that typically exploits women. Shows uh, that that uses a gratuitous display of violence and gore and crime. It, it, uh, that's how these people make their money. To then become. Um, puritanical and judgmental seems a bit hypocritical. And I'm usually, of the two of us, the more puritanical, judgmental, you know, uh, clear boundaries guy. Will Smith has been quoted as he did not think that they would ever, during that dark, dark chapter of their marriage, if they'd ever speak again, they went through deep therapy and Jada faced both ugly troops about herself and their lives. And they came together young. And this is what I've said. We were 
both broken in our own ways mm-hmm. and to be able to make mistakes without the fear of losing your family is so critical. Right. Now they have an unconditional love for each other, which I do believe, and I think you and I have talked about this, maybe not on the podcast as much, but fully what marriage is, isn't just a romantic connection. No, and I agree with that. Or I should say yes, and I agree with that. It, it is it is more. It is far more encompassing than I think a lot of people think. Um, it, it starts out as a romantic connection until you start to layer in, you know, children, mortgages, yes. money, health insurance. Aging aging you know and they got together and so they did get married in 1997 they were young but they weren't 20 mm-hmm. you know they were closer to 30 and who you are at 30 and i'm saying this from experience is not who you are at 40 50 and beyond but isn't that true about everyone though so so uh, what's the x factor what's the variable that we need to uh recognize in terms of me why, trashing why? Jada? Yes. Well, yes. Let's yeah, let's keep it, you know, let's keep it open. I think Jada married, you know, in her 30s. And as I said, the woman you are at 30 is not the woman you are at 40, 45. I think she had a midlife crisis mm. that probably went public. And when they separated, though no one knew they were separated, which... I think they did a disservice to their brand by not acknowledging quickly that they were separated when they separated. And I feel like they're not living authentic lives, which I think is a slap to their fans. I totally agree with you. I think we're all called to live authentic lives. And I think when your brand is a couple, then I think it behooves you to be even more authentic. I think a lot of I I think what ends up happening for a lot of us is that we see these people and we think their lives are charmed and damn near perfect. And then we're disappointed time after time after time when we come to realize that their lives, it's pageantry, it's a performance. And we shouldn't be surprised by that because they are professional actors. This is what they do for a living. They're entertainers. But I think we're like Lucy and Charlie Brown with a football. You know, we keep on believing in the authenticity and also I'll say the the superiority of their lives, that they're smarter, more sophisticated, uh, better positioned than we are, but they're just as flawed as anybody. And I've struggled with that personally. I am surrounded by a lot of, no, I'm gonna say a lot, but many of my close friends have been married for decades. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the the show continues without any bumps, that least not is brought to my attention. Is that fair? No, that's fair. And, and listen, recognizing a problem is not the same thing as then trying to coerce or manipulate the perception people have around that problem. And I think that's where people like Will Smith and Jada Pinkett, that's how they become pariahs. Um, is that they take something that's very natural for couples to have difficulties to fade and grow apart from one another, but then they create this this weird uh, Potemkin village around their uh, around their lives, and I think people reject that because they want people to be authentic. They want people, I think, are more forgiving if others are vulnerable and honest than if you see that uh, anyone is trying to manipulate you. Yeah, manipulate I think your feelings, for, especially trying to manipulate manipulate your feelings 
to elicit sympathy. That is, people people really hate that. Yeah, and I think that if they were going to come out and say they were separated, it should have been after the Oscars. But they kind of kept going along, and I just think they, I think they look very unauthentic. And for someone maybe more Will than Jada, he kind of lived in that authentic place. Yeah, Will seemed, as at least my perception is that you know, as Will entered his fifties, I think he started to gain a recognition that he hadn't expanded his consciousness as greatly as he was capable of seeing the bigger picture, seeing the wider landscape. You know, in some ways, I think, and you may disagree, Will Smith kind of reminds me of like a Mike Tyson, that these men, you know, actually are more, far more intelligent than they let themselves on to be. I was profoundly stunned by Mike Tyson's uh, one man stand up. And I think watching uh, Will Smith, he had a special on the Discovery Channel where he was going to all these amazing places and having these adventures and viewing Earth's natural wonders and just explaining how it affected him. I thought that was, I thought that was, it was an interesting Will Smith because so much of Will Smith was this slap happy, goofy guy. Yeah, I mean, he, I agree. And the only, I don't know, I know that you haven't been able to connect as much. Did you happen to see the video I sent you on X, used to be Twitter? I, unfortunately, I haven't really yeah. consumed any media since yeah. I've returned from Jamaica. When Will Smith, when Jada came out and said that they are separated, he went on Instagram and made a response, which I thought was deeply immature and insulting to his friends. I think they should friends, his fans, friends, family. It just was very immature. So it kind of make it. I, I wish you had watched it, but it was kind of him go saying that this is my response. And then he just disappears into space. And I thought it was immature. I think they need to come out together and just say that we have been separated. We have been working on recon- you know, reconciliation. It hasn't gone as smoothly as we ha- had hoped. We are working on our marriage and we will keep you updated, you know, kind of when we get to the next chapter of our lives. But this constant joking, explaining, I just think he's done detrimental harm to his legacy now. He looks foolish. She doesn't have a legacy. As far as I'm concerned, she hasn't done anything of interest. I think you're right. So, and, and you know, this, what you're suggesting sort of dovetails with that conversation I had recently with a friend. We are talking about black comedy and the legacy of representation of different perspectives of black culture in, in this country, you know, because think about, you know, black comedy was always representing the poor down and out experience, which is absolutely valid. I mean, that's black people come from a place of, you know, severe limitations. Um, But we're talking about the Cosby show and the legacy of the Cosby show and how important it was to represent, although, you know, it, it probably portrayed a very tiny portion of the black experience to be, you know, to have, I mean, to the American experience, most Americans, black or white, don't have a mother who's a PD, uh, father's a pediatrician and mom is an attorney. It's it's a very rarefied representation, but it felt authentic and it felt real and it felt good. And I think even the Fresh Prince talking about Will Smith's legacy, I think he made that idea of the rarefied environment of black excellence, he made it authentic. I think both black people and white people could watch Will Smith, 
you know, you know, live this uh, exclusive life. And it felt real. And, and I think the point I'm trying to make is representation matters. And I think as we journey through this thing called American life and American history, we'll look back on these media representations and how impactful it was in terms of altering people's perceptions. Yeah, and I feel that it's another but black Jada, man. Jada, Jada didn't have that impact, but I think Will Smith, you know, for better or for worse, will be up there with the Cosby Show. And mind you, know, I said the Cosby Show, not Bill Cosby. I, to my mind, I, you need to make a distinction. And Will did not do anything like Bill Cosby did. But I, you know what? I guess what bothers me, it's another great African American man that just let us down. Yeah. Yeah. There've been, there've been too many of them. There've been too many of them. Uh, we, we look for leaders. We look for men of virtue. Um, we look for men of intelligence and then they betray us. So who's next? Uh, Barack Obama. (laughs) Are we going to find out that he has a closet full of heads? Well, I do think Barack Obama's next, but I guess the question is, is how do we stop? Part of my question and concern is how do we stop idolizing marriage and children and let people live their authentic lives? It's a foundation of Western society. It's a foundation of... I'm tired of it. Society. I'm over it. I don't care. If you're not happily married, tap out of the marriage, move on with your life. That to me is more authentic. Trying to make these people stay in these narratives that no longer suit their lives to me is more damaging. And that's what happened to both of them. I agree with you. And I, I it, and it's kind of interesting because, you know, you're talking about Hollywood, which is a very liberal place where we're now, you know, opening up a, a seat at the table for trans women and trans men and gay men and gay women are now, you know, being able to portray themselves authentically in film and television. And yet you kind of have you have this uh, regressive view it could also be just generational. I, I think the changes that we see are with people under the age of 35. And some of the problems, many of the problems that we see in Hollywood are for people over 35. Certainly older millennial, millennials, Gen Xers, and even um, boomers. And I think maybe that's what we're seeing. We There seems to be a generational perspective shift. I agree. And I don't... <laughs> I don't have the answer, but I know that the answer isn't living in authentic lives to keep the show going. And I think they've done themselves substantial harm. I think it's really embarrassing for Chris Rock because he looks silly now knowing he was hitting on Jada and then acting like Will Smith had no reason to punch him. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't think it was just about Jada. I think Will had just had his outburst of anger and that was it for him and i think he's kind of dialing it back but what's interesting now i did send you an article that he started his own podcast called the class of 88 and it's all about hip-hop so now he's going back to where he came from because i don't know i don't think anything else is left for him well it's when, ho- hollywood, when hollywood's not calling um i mean and i guess that's probably the beauty of living in the information age is that anyone with a smartphone and a good idea can find a way to communicate and perhaps monetize it and stay relevant. I think for Will Smith, it's not about money. It's about remaining relevant. It's it's about having a voice that people want to hear. 
I, I don't know if he's going to be able to add a lot. I mean, I, I think especially when it comes, you know, we just celebrated the 50th anniversary of hip hop. I don't know that Will Smith will be able to add more than some of the guys that were there at the beginning. I think he can explain his his journey through hip hop and how it affected him and how it laid the foundation for his success. But I think whatever whatever he brings to the table is going to be very niche. Class of 88 takes listeners on a nostalgic journey back to 1988, a landmark year for music, thorough, in-depth, humorous, and emotional interviews with the artist who helped shape the genre. His roster of guests includes Queen Latifah, Salt and Pepper, Daryl DMC McDaniels, Rakeem, Fab Five Freddy, DJ Jazzy Jeff, Chuck D, JJ Fad, and DJ Red Alert. This audio series offers a glimpse into the minds and experiences of these hip hop pioneers. It's a great roster of guests. I mean, I'll say I'm, I'm impressed with that, but I mean, how long, how long can you sustain something like this? And also it's almost over, like it's almost 2024. And you know what's making me mad too? And this is because we are a Philadelphia-based podcast. Will Smith was ours and I feel like she destroyed him. I don't know. I, I, I think to me, that's a bridge too far to say she destroyed them. I think they created this toxic stew. I think they fed. Yeah, you're right. I take it back. I, I think you, they fed the worst aspects of each other. And it gave birth to this Frankenstein's monster that and that wound up consuming them because I don't think they were being authentic. I think, you know, I, I hate to say it, but identity, I think, plays a role in it. I think some of these things have to do with finding your way as young black celebrities and stars in an environment that is kind of foreign to you. And I think while white celebrities have been having success in Hollywood for a century, the black successful couple, um, that's a recent phenomenon. I'm not, and I'm not blaming this on racism, but I'm saying race is a component because it shapes your attitudes and your views. And sometimes it makes you, I think it, it, it skews your perspective. It's not about necessarily that the white man is doing this or that. It's about how your insecurities in, in, a, in, a, in a profession, in an environment, in a community where you're the minority and you feel like you have to prove yourself. Um, I think it, it can create some deleterious conditions. And I think that's also a factor that's worth considering. I don't think it's the primary factor to be fair. Um, I, I think the primary factor were two people and their character. But, you know, I, I think race does play a role in it in so far as it is uh, just an extra thing to work through in order to becoming Hollywood successful. And I honestly don't, you might know this better than me, but Will Smith's a little older than you. I, I don't really know a lot about his parenting. I don't. In, I, I, know that, I know that Jada grew up in a, I don't want to say unstable, and she's been very honest about it, that. That's one thing I've respected about her, is she's been very authentic about, about her experience. Where I don't know, like, were Will's parents married? I don't know I any of that. I get the sense that, you know, they weren't, you know, they weren't the, the, the Broad Street, North Philadelphia experience. He grew up in... The city West of, Philadelphia, born and raised. Exactly, and and that West Philadelphia is a very, very big place. And there, the places in West Philadelphia 
where there are literally mansions. Um, I don't know if Will Smith necessarily grew up in that kind of environment. To say you grew up in West Philadelphia and you think you know what Will Smith's life is like, especially if you're not from Philadelphia, um, might be a mistake. Uh, they're very normal, well-adjusted people that grew up in that grew up in West Philadelphia. There are parts of West Philadelphia that are scary. There are parts of West Philadelphia that are nicer than um, the western suburbs of uh, Pennsylvania. Um, all right. I have all the information we need. You ready? All right. Lay it on me. Willard Carroll Smith II was born on September 25th, 1968 in Philadelphia to Caroline, a school board administrator. Here we go. Yeah. So d- there you go. You already said it. You're, you're already dealing with someone who's in a socioeconomic uh, elite status right there. And Willard Carroll Smith Sr., a U.S. Air Force vet- veteran and refrigeration engineer. His, I'm sorry, his mother graduated from Carnegie Mellon. Yeah, I mean, these are not uh, black or white. These are, I, I would say, upper middle class uh, credentials. He grew up in West Philadelphia's Winfield neighborhood and was raised Baptist. He has an elder sister named Pamela and two younger siblings, twins, Harry and Ellen. He attended Our Lady of Lords, a private Catholic elementary school in Philadelphia and Overbrook High School. And when Will went to Overbrook, it was a beautiful school. Yes, yes. Uh, and Winfield, uh, for anyone listening to this, Winfield is actually a very nice part of Philadelphia. His this, parents- Winfield has yeah. these massive five, six, five, six, you know, 7,000 square foot homes in Winfield. Winfield is actually the beautiful section of Philadelphia. His parents separated when he was 13 and divorced around the year 2000. Smith began rapping at age 12 when his grandmother found a notebook of his lyrics, which he described as containing all his curse words. She wrote a note on a page in the book. I love the fact that she calls him Willard. Dear Willard, truly intelligent people do not have to use words like this to express themselves. Please show the world that you're as smart as we think you are. That's sweet. Yeah. And, you know, and she didn't do anything ridiculous like take and throw it away or, you know, or, or shame him necessarily. Like, you know, it's more constructive criticism. I, I want to say something. Will Smith, to me, versus Jada seems like and, and I say this in reference to you, too. Um, you were raised, I don't want to say by a single mother, but Will Smith and you remind me of people that were well loved. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Absolutely. I, I think I was the recipient of uh, just an, an abundance of unconditional love. So I, I'm absolutely grateful for that and shaped the person that I am. Where Jada to me doesn't, she always had that little edge, that little anger. And I'm not judging her for that because right. I think she's working through all those issues. And I will give her credit for that. But she grew up in Baltimore. It was, I think it was a little edgier situation. So I guess for them, their lives and who they were and what they were going through just collided. Right, right, right. And listen, you know, I think Jada Pinkett was born with a beautiful face and it helped to get her out of Baltimore. She's absolutely beautiful. Yes, yes. And I think... There's something in us as human beings that when we see a handsome face or beautiful face, we ascribe to it qualities that may not be real. And I think some of the problem lies with us, not just Jada and Will being inauthentic, it's just we we have a hard time seeing that 
these beautiful people struggle. These really wealthy people have the same basic insecurities that we have as mere mortals. I don't know. I, I, I just, you know, I, I realize we're coming towards the end of this podcast, but I just, I, I'm a little bit more sympathetic. I, I two, or, two or more things can be true at the same time. Will and Jada created this phony um, construct that they marketed to the world as being their authentic selves, and they yeah. lied to us. Yeah, I guess that's what. And, and you know what? I don't mind Jada. I'm actually upset. Like I really you hold Will I, to a higher standard. Yeah, I like. You know, I love Will Smith. I have no reason, but I, I, I just think he's great. I like the fact he's from Philadelphia, and I feel like my friend lied to me. And that that's hurts. silly. Yeah. No, it's not silly. It's not silly. What the what you just said, I think, really is the perfect summation of this entire conversation. When your best friend lies to you, when your best friend portrays you, it hurts more than when the politician, the preacher, the mailman, the guy down the street, you know, tells a fib. And and it makes perfect sense why you feel betrayed because you you thought you had a perception, you thought you had, in air quotes, a relationship with this person. But as it turns out, they were phony, and and that hurts. That hurts, and there's no there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that sense of uh, betrayal, if that word's not too strong. Let's talk about this week's sponsor. Yes, please do. The shop on Market Street, the daily local reader's choice best barber shop in Chester County, is an authentic, spacious barber shop providing haircuts and styling for men and children. Owned and operated by longtime Westchester barbers Ashley White, my niece, woo woo, and Christina Hughes. Book an appointment today and find out why in Chester County, hashtag girl barbers rule. 134 East Market Street, Westchester, PA, 19382. If you need to Google their address, the hours. Are you getting a haircut for the holidays, Nick? Your birthday's I, coming up. I know, and I need to look extra spiffy, so I'll be seeing your niece. Please follow them on Instagram to book appointments online. Nick, it's good to be back on track with our podcast. I agree. It's nice to be back, Murray. I'm keeping everyone in your family in my thoughts and prayers. Thank you. Please subscribe to The White Bikini on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite podcast platforms. And also, please follow us on Instagram at The White Bikini. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Marie. Bye-bye. Placed you in my arms I knew I'd meet death Before I let you meet harm Although questions arose in my mind Would I be man enough Against wrong Choose right And be standing up From the hospital that first night Took an hour just to get the car seat in right People driving off fast Got me kind of upset Got you home safe Placed you in your bassinet That night I don't think One wink I slept As I slipped out my bed To your crib I crap Touched your head gently Felt my heart melt Cause I knew I loved you More than life itself Into my knees and I beg the Lord, please let me be your good daddy. All he needs love, knowledge, discipline too. I pledge my life to you. So.